The Shirim this week are dedicated to Rufua Shlema for Sarah Rivka Bat Dvora. And we pray that the Shut of Afatzata Torah, Vidimut Torah Barabim, Yamodla, Rufua Shlema, Rufua Mehira, Rufua Tanefesh, Rufua Taguf, Ashta Bagadar, Buzman Karif. KMTT Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. Today is Tuesday, and we have a shir in Parshat Shavua. This is Ezra Bek. I'll be giving the shir for Parshat Va'era. The beginning of Parshat Va'era is uh, notorious for the confusion that it seems to present. You have two entire sections which nothing seems to happen. God speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu and tells him to go and deliver the message. Moshe Rabbeinu delivers but fails. The people are upset. Then God speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu again and tells him to deliver the message. And Moshe complains that people aren't listening. So God speaks to him again and says to him to deliver the message. Then you have this long section about the the, uh, family history of Moshe and Aaron, and then it says again that God tells Moshe Rabbeinu to go to Paro and give him the message. And then Moshe complains again. So God tells him that he should do muftim, he should do miracles, and signs, and bring the plagues. Paro will listen to you, and it will all work out for the best in the end. And it completes this section with a, a summation that maybe should appear at the very end of, of Pashat Bo. Vayas Moshe v'Aron kashir tziva Hashem otam kenasu. Moshe and Aaron did what they were told. Moshe ben shemonim shana v'Aron ben shalosh u'shemonim shana b'dabaram el paro. Moshe is 80 and Aaron is 83. And then it says they went to paro and the story and the story begins. Okay, what's What's going on here? God tells Moshe Rabbeinu twice to speak to the nation, three times to speak to Paro, and then a fourth time we're giving him the sign of the tanin, the, the crocodile or the snake according to Rashi. Again says him to Paro, Moshe Rabbeinu twice tells God, Ani I, I don't have the power of speech. The story is stalled for two chapters. What's really going on? I think to understand this, we have to compare our Pasha to the previous Pasha to Pashat Shemot. Moshe Rabbeinu has two missions. I quote from our Pasha. In Pasuk, Regvav, Pasuk. I'm using a Chumash that doesn't have Pasuk numbers. Those of you who are familiar with uh, Yeshivat HaRatzion will know the room called Cheda Amsterdam. There's a room in the library which houses the collection of the uh, synagogue in Amsterdam, the Eitz Chaim Synagogue in Amsterdam, their book collection, which was brought to Israel. 
And I'm lazy, so I didn't go to the library to get a new chumash. I'm taking one that's found here on the shelves. It's a beautiful, beautiful chumash. It's 380 years old. The date, as I computed it, is published in 1638. But it doesn't have verse numbers. Amazingly enough. So the Pasuk says in the middle of Perekvav, Vayidaber Hashem el Moshe be'Aaron vayitzavim el Bnei Yisrael ve'el Paro Mevach Mitzrayim. Let's see at Bnei Yisrael me'Eretz Mitzrayim. God commands Moshe and Aaron to the Jews and to Paro. Moshe Rabbeinu has two different uh, missions. He has been commanded to. He's been sent to the Jews and to Paro. The mission to Paro is clear. He's to order Paro to free the Jews and he's to perform the plagues, the signs, the wonders before Paro in order to convince him. What is Moshe Rabbeinu's mission to the Jews? Now, interestingly enough, if we look in Parshat Shemot, when God first speaks to Moshe, there is no mission to the Jews. Going back to the story of the Sne, when God first appears to Moshe Rabbeinu, God says to him, I'm going to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Okay, but what's your job? Ve'atalecha, now, go, ve'eshlachacha el paro, ve'otzitami b'nei Yisrael Mitzrayim. I am sending you to paro, and you will take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu seems to assume that he has to talk to the Jews as well, although he wasn't told to do so. Shortly, right immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu says to God, He says, look, I am coming to the Jews. And I will say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. They will say to me, what is his name? What should I say to them? The God answers him, he tells them what to say. But, in fact, God didn't send him to the Jews. Only send him to Paro. Moshe Rabbeinu immediately assumes that he has a job to speak to the Jews. Now, God does tell him to go, Lech He says, when you go to Paro, take along the elders with you. That's not the same thing at all. That's part of, uh, when you when you approach Paro, come as a as an entire uh, 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 committee. But, but God has never sent Moshe to speak to the Jews. Moshe assumes he has that job. The first time we have God sending Moshe to speak to the Jews is in the beginning of our Pasha. The Pasuk I quoted, Vayitzavim el b'nei Yisrael v'el paro melech Mitzrayim. What's going on? I think the answer is that Moshe has made an assumption. Moshe has made an assumption that it's not enough to get Paro to send the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He has to speak to the Jews, not just to tell them, you know, it would be nice to tell them where they're going. That's not a mission. That, that's something you do as a, uh, when you go speak to Paro, so keep them informed. Moshe thinks he has a mission to the Jews. And what's the mission? The mission to Paro is to free the Jews. The mission to the Jews is to 
free the Jews. Moshe thinks, Moshe knows the people. You can make the case that one of the purposes of the stories in the beginning of Parshat Shemot, when Moshe Rabbeinu rebukes one Jew who's fighting another Jew and then has to flee, is that Moshe Rabbeinu has come face to face with the slave mentality, the depression, the passivity of the Jews who have grown up in slavery. Moshe Rabbeinu, who himself is a prince and not enslaved, is is depressed, is struck, is tremendously concerned by the spiritual and mental state of the Jews. And he conceives of his mission as one where he has to free them, meaning free them internally, psychologically and spiritually. This, I think, explains the, the repeated statement of Moshe Banuchi Spatayim. The fact that Moshe Rabbeinu mumbles or, or stumbles or, or stutters is more or less irrelevant if his job is only to speak to Paro. I mean, does Moshe Rabbeinu really imagine that he's going to convince Paro to free the Jews by the force of his oratory? You know, I mean, we're talking about Paro here. It, it should be clear that God will crush Paro in one way or another, and very shortly God will explain to Moshe Rabbeinu that they're going to be these great plagues. And then Moshe Rabbeinu's ability to speak is more or less irrelevant. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu so concerned about the fact that he is Aral Sfatayim? So the answer is found in the Pasuk. Moshe Rabbeinu says that when he spoke to the Jews, they don't listen to me. And then Moshe Rabbeinu says, or going back to Pashat Shemot, Moshe Rabbeinu says to God, he's upset. The, the concluding Pesukim of Pashat Shemot. Why have you made it worse for this people? Now again, God has promised Moshe Rabbeinu to take him out of Egypt, so it hasn't worked out right away. Moshe Rabbeinu is bitter. What's he so upset about? He's upset about the fact that the Jews are suffering, and not just suffering. He went to uplift their spirits. And instead of that, the spirits have been crushed. It appears, it appears that God is only concerned with dealing with Pao, but Moshe is concerned with dealing with the Jews. Uplifting their spirits, opening their minds, giving them a feeling of, of liberation which is crucial in his eyes to their ability to actually be eventually liberated physically and and and, and economically and nationally. And that is why Moshe Rabbeinu comes back to, to, to God and says, I'm a failure. You're a failure. We're all failures. Because the people are worse off and their spirits are worse off. We them ruach the shortness of spirit and heavy labor has closed their hearts, enslaved their minds, and therefore I'm not able to fulfill my mission. Now when he says this to God, in the beginning of God answers in the beginning of our Pasha, no 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 no. It'll be okay. And in fact he tells him to speak to the Jews. God's answer to the complaint of Moshe 
Lama hari ota la'amazeh. Why have you made this people worse off? Why have you sent me? He says to him, I will fulfill my promises to the forefathers to give Eretz Kena'an to their children. Go speak to the Jews. Moshe Benin, go speak to the Jews and no one listens to him. I think that there's a disagreement, there's a machloket between God and Moshe Rabbeinu how to liberate the Jews. Moshe Rabbeinu is right. You have to liberate the Jews spiritually and not just get power to send them out. But there's a difference of opinion as to how this is going to be done. Moshe Rabbeinu imagines that the way to do it is to speak to them, to educate them, to, to open their hearts. And the way for that, you need, in fact, to have a golden tongue. Somewhere along the line, Moshe Rabbeinu has seen the power of charismatic oratory. And to accomplish what he thinks needs to be accomplished, you need to have the power, and he doesn't have it. And therefore he says to God, I don't have it. He tries it out anyhow, because God tells him to do it. It doesn't work. No one's moved. He's a mumbler. Doesn't, doesn't, his words don't pierce the dulled outer layers of insensitivity the Jewish people have put on to protect their 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 inner souls. God agrees that it needs to be done. The difference is that God thinks that it's not going to be done by Moshe. He sends Moshe Rabbeinu with a mission to the Jews and to Parau to take the Jews out. It's going to be done in the same way. And what is that way? So listen to this. The second time Moshe Rabbeinu complains to God in Pashat Ve'en, Rabbi Yedaber Hashem and Moshe Limo, Ani Hashem, Daber al Parau Melech Mitzrayim, Et kol Hashem Ani Dober Elecha, Ve'on Moshe, Tne Hashem, Hein Ani Aral Sfatayim. God says, Moshe to Parau, Moshe says, I am Aral Sfatayim, I am Difficulty speaking. So then God explains the theory. I'm going to harden Paro's heart. And I will have a lot of signs and wonders in Mitzrayim. And Paro won't listen to you. So I will strike Mitzrayim. And then I will I will take out my Jewish people, my tzvaot, my army, my hosts from Mitzrayim with great might, with great shvatim, uh, uh, um, with great acts of, of, of justice, or great strikings. And Mitzrayim will know that I am God when I stretch out my hand over Mitzrayim and I will take the Jews out from within them. What's the theory here? I think the theory is that God says, you don't have to talk to the Jews. There's no point in you talking to the Jews. Not just because you are of time. If you spoke better, they wouldn't listen. The way to liberate the Jews is to destroy Mitzrayim in front of them. In other words, practically speaking, you only have to operate in front of Paro. You don't have to tell the Jews anything. That's what I told you originally. You're correct. You have a mission to the Jews. 
But your mission to the Jews is to speak to Paro and to act in Paro. Because on the socio-psychological level, the actions of God and Moshe before Paro will transform the Jews who witness it. In the beginning of Eva, we have the the um, lineage of Moshe and Aaron. So it concludes with the following pasuk: and have to turn the pages. Okay. It concludes as follows: Who Aaron and Moshe? He, meaning they, are Aaron and Moshe, Asher Amar Hashem Lahem, Hotziu et Bnei Yisrael Me'eretz Mitzrayim, Al Tziv Otam. Hem, Hamedabrim El Paro Melech Mitzrayim, Notziv Bnei Yisrael Mitzrayim. Who? Moshe Ve'Aaron. They are Aaron and Moshe, to whom God told, to whom God spoke, take out the Jewish people from Eretz Mitzrayim, Al tziv otam. In their, with their hosts. They are, they are they who spoke to Pao Melech Mitzrayim to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He is Moshe Viyaro. What does the Pasuk say? There were two jobs. God said to them, take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. And they spoke to Pao. Who? Moshe Viyaro. It's the same person. Meaning it's the same exact job. What does it mean, al tziv otam? with their hosts. In Pashat Bo, it's repeated that the Jews left Mitzrayim al-tziv-otam. So there you might say it's, it's a technical description. It means that they left. I think the correct translation of al-tziv-otam means in formation. Like in military formation. They left with a... They didn't, they didn't run out as a bunch of uh, slaves just running out of there in, in, in mass hysteria. Yetzu al-tziv-otam arranged in formation. You know, first battalion, second battalion, third battalion, fourth battalion, marching out in perfect shape. So in, in Bo might be a description. What's it doing over here? God commanded Moshe, I think Al-Tzivotam means as free men. Not as a bunch of slaves escaping from jail, breaking out as the walls crumble. God didn't command Moshe, get the Jews out of Messiah. He commanded them, take them out Al-Tziv-Otam, the exact thing which Moshe Rabbeinu is seeking, that the Jews should leave with freedom already present in their hearts, breaking the slave mentality. Yes, that's what God has commanded him to do. But how is that done? The next passage says, Practically speaking, the job is to speak to Paro. Who? Moshe Rabbeinu. The same job. The same, who Moshe Aaron? Who says, who Aaron and Moshe in the beginning? Who Aaron and Moshe? Hema medabrim? Who Moshe Aaron? They speak, and that's the same Moshe Aaron who their ultimate and true mission was to bring the Jews out al-tziv otam, in freedom, in dignity, in, 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 in the majesty of, of human free dignity. Moshe Rabbeinu wants to make a stirring speech and God tells him, forget about that. You go do your job. 
the Jews will be liberated. And in fact, this is made pretty clear in the beginning of Pashat Bo. When God says to Moshe, Shani Akshah, at Leif Paro, I am hardening Paro's heart. Why? Hardening Paro's heart drags out the liberation, makes it harder for the Jews, psychologically, because they don't actually become liberated. And there's no reason for it. Why is God dragging out the liberation? So it says explicitly why. The second pasuk of Pashat Bo, Laman Tisaper Boznacha, Boznei Vincha, I am making Paro's heart hard so that I can do more plagues so that you should be able to tell your children, your children's children, and they shall know that I am God. Witnessing the contest, the drawn out, the artificially drawn out contest between God and Paro is so that the passive but but affected bystanders. The Jews are passive bystanders. But by being passive bystanders, they achieve inner liberation. The transformation of spirit takes place by witnessing the battle between Paro and God. We have immortalized Moshe as Moshe Rabbeinu. I think Moshe thought for a short period of time that he was going to be Moshe HaGoel. He would be the liberator. And in fact, you might have read the stories in the beginning of Shemot in that manner. Because the personality of Moshe, if not his speaking abilities, in fact, is 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 uh, attuned to that. Moshe Rabbeinu strikes the Egyptian and kills him who has struck a Jew. He admonishes the Jews who are fighting with one another. He saves the poor girls at the at the well from the wicked from the wicked uh, uh, um, shepherds of Midian. You have a picture here, you have a picture here of the, of the lone hero, Shimshon, or Hercules, After going to Midian, you imagine he's going to come back riding on a horse, sword in his hand, he will make a speech, the Jews will march behind him, and they will overturn the dictatorship and tyranny of the, of, of, of Egypt. Human history is, is replete with figures like that. And that's what appears that he's being trained, or we're going, we're giving the picture in the beginning of Shemot that he's capable of doing that. I think it's true. That was his personality. But we don't remember Moshe Rabbeinu as the liberator. If there are any listeners in South America, they'll recognize the term. The statue of the man on the horse who's the liberator. Moshe Rabbeinu is Moshe Rabbeinu. He taught us. He teaches us Torah. I think he also teaches us freedom. He teaches us the meaning of freedom. But who liberates the Jews? Only the power of God. The hand of God, the datem kiani Hashem, when you see the hand of God striking down your master, the Jews have been taught, ingrained for generations to view Paro as being the master. Imagine the, the fear and the trembling when facing the word of Paro. And they witness, not once, but over a long period of time, over 12 months according to Chazal, the humbling of Paro before God. That is their liberation. God liberates them. Sometimes you've heard that the difference between Pesach and Shavuot is that Pesach is physical liberation and Shavuot, given the Torah, is spiritual liberation. I think it's not true. I think in order to receive the Torah, you have to be somewhat liberated first. 
Slaves cannot receive the Torah. You have to be a man. You have to be a dignified man to get mitzvah. Moshe Rabbeinu knows that in the 50 days he has until receiving the Torah he has to liberate the Jews. The final liberation takes place when? And it's necessary apparently because the job has been completed at the splitting of the sea. Pashat Pashalach, two more weeks. When they see Mitzrayim met al-Sfatayam, when they see Mitzrayim dead, then they can finally, finally tear and break the connecting, the fears, the, 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 the trepidation, the subjugation and subservience that they had to this Mitzrayim. Yaret Mitzrayim met al-Sfatayam. And then they can get it all. So Moshe Rabbeinu, despite his desire and willingness to do so, his, his understanding, his correct understanding of the necessity to do so, is not going to be Moshe HaGoel. Ain Goel Ela Hashem. Nor would it have worked. But he will be Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the purpose of the plagues. It's the purpose of Kriyat Yamsuf. You just have to watch. You just stand and watch the splitting of the Red Sea. Why? Then you will know that I am God and not Paro. Not Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbein wants so much to free the Jews. God says it will be done. But don't worry yourself about how to do it. You do your job. You speak to Paro. Who Moshe Aaron? That's your job to the Jews. You have a mission to the Jews. Of course you have a mission to the Jews. I didn't tell you what it was because it wasn't necessary. But if you really ask me, I'll tell you. Your mission is to speak to Paro. That's the mission to the Jews. You will free the Jews from Paro and you will free the Jews from Paro. You will free the Jews innerly from Paro when you, when you do what I told you. I can make a quick suggestion now. You can work it out on your own. I think that this understanding, the necessity to liberate the Jews, is crucial to understanding the particular halachot in Parshat Bo, looking at another week, that are concerned with Pesach Mitzrayim. We have a halachic distinction between Pesach Dorot, the laws of Pesach, the first night of the holiday of Pesach, Korban Pesach and Matzah and Maro, as it's done for generations, and as it was done the first time before the Torah was given. So it's not really a mitzvah, but the Jews were told how to celebrate Pesach in Mitzrayim. And a number of differences. For instance, the blood on the doorposts. We don't do that anymore. But in Pesach Mitzrayim, they put the blood on the doorposts. What's the purpose of that? It says in the Pesach what the purpose is. The Mashchit, he who kills the firstborn of the, of the Mitzrayim, sees the blood and skips over Poseach, skips over the Jewish houses. It's there to make a, a sign of blood, a sign of life and death, to distinguish between the dead Mitzrayim and the live Jews. The Chippazon. The Jews were commanded to eat Korban Pesach that first time, Bechippazon, hurriedly. Because, why? Because they're going out. But it's psychologically to anticipation. You eat now, you have to hurry because you're going out of Egypt in a few hours. We're all familiar, the famous laziness of a slave. A slave has no time. He has to do what he has to do, but he does it as slowly as possible. Slave mentality is a, is a mentality of lackadaisical laziness. God commands them to eat hurriedly, to plan for the future, to have the shoes 
on their feet and their bags packed as they eat. They're sent to borrow things from the Mitzvim. Each person went to his neighbor to borrow things, forcing an attitude change. How do you borrow things from an Egyptian? He's your master. Eating the Korban Pesach, which is a, a meal of a free man, not the meal of a slave. Etc., etc., etc. Look through Pashat Bo. You can find a number of these things all there to teach the Jews the meaning of to be free and not just to be sent out of physically and geographically from Mitzrayim. I think this is the key to understanding Pashat Ve'era. It's the key to understanding something about the personality of Moshe and, and some of the, you call them conflicts or tension between God and Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu's spirit is, is intimately wound up with the spirit of the Jews. He, he, he cannot help but see himself as liberating the Jews, freeing the Jews, helping the Jews, raising the spirits. And he therefore always has the svarah, the non-miraculous svarah of inspiration rather than miracle. He wants to talk to them. He wants to open their eyes. He wants to take them by the hand and show them where to go. God has a different attitude and perhaps he knows that Moshe Rabbeinu's method is not going to work. In order to break the chains, you have to break them with a bang. You have to break them from up, from above. You have to break them with a miracle. With 10 miracles. With 50 miracles. With 250 miracles. As the Midrash in the Haggadah of Pesach goes on and on and on. You have to smash their, 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 their self-imposed chains, which Moshe Rabbeinu cannot do, no matter how great an order he would have been. What he has to do is bring Paro to face God and to make sure the Jews are watching. And then the Jews will be able to really leave Mitzrayim, to leave the inner Mitzrayim in their hearts and march on to Hasinah. Thank you. That's all for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more shiurim from KMTT. Kimitzion, Titzei, Torah, Udvar Hashem, Mirushalayim. Kol Tuf.